Welcome to the Leadership Lab. The Leadership Lab is a place where Pastor Kofi sits with guests and gives us tips, tricks, and insight on how to be a better leader. In this episode, he sits with Manushka Charles from Vu Church. If you're ready, let's get inside. Hey CR fam, it's your host Teresa back with another episode of Inside CR. You've caught us on a Thursday, you've seen us at YOF, and now it's time to see things from the inside. So kick back, relax, and get ready for Inside CR. Hey! Hey, hey! How you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm amazing, amazing. How is it in uh, Miami? Miami, the weather is good, which is a plus, but we're we're staying safe. We're staying indoors, you know, awesome. we're just doing what we can do to, you know, be safe. How's it going in Canada? How are you guys? You know what? It's um it's good. It's good. Obviously lockdown and everything and uh it's definitely affecting the churches, but I really feel like it's affecting the churches in like a positive way. Yeah. And I feel like the church is much stronger and stronger than ever, almost, you I know, agree. and we're coming out of this way stronger than when we entered into it. So yeah. just a couple of amendments, but I think everything else is pretty smooth over here. Yeah. Have you been to Canada before? I have been to Canada. I've been to Montreal. Okay. Um, Montreal. I think that's, that's the only part of Canada I've been to. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. And so we used Come to on, take Brooklyn. drives to Canada. Um, okay. And so I, I've been to a few churches in Canada. Um, All right. So I, I love Canada. I love all the Canadians. I got some Canadians out there. We're, listen, we're, we're excited to, to have you once everything lifts. Some of you guys don't know, uh, she was supposed to be out uh, for our, uh, our Rush Ladies Conference just in a couple of weeks. She would have been down here kicking it with us, yes. taking her to all the restaurants and just been having a, a sick time. Uh, but, uh, you know, COVID-19. I'm still coming. I'm still coming. <laughs> she, listen, she's still coming. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but, yeah, Montreal's not too far from us, about two hours. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's not too far. We actually have a branch out in Montreal. And so it's uh, it's always awesome. But guys, guys, I want you to uh, just type in the comments. Welcome, Manushka, to this program. And she's my first ever guest. Uh, and so welcome her in. Let her Thank feel the you. love and let her feel at home. Um, I see my Campus Rush families up on here and Bridge family. Everybody's here. Uh, so it's going to be awesome. But hey, uh, I want you just to really jump into it and just kind of talk leadership. Like yeah. one of my favorite topics to talk about is leadership. Um, you know, I, I literally live, breathe, move. I just, I love the function of it. I love the practice yeah. of it. And uh, it's one thing that I love. And I really kind of just want to pick your brain, but before we get there, I'd yeah. love for people to kind of just have a background of like where you're coming from, who you are. Um, yeah. A lot of people just finding out about you for the first time, uh, yeah. others not. So the floor is yours. Yeah, definitely. So my name is Manushka and I am from Brooklyn, New York, originally. Um, shout out to Brooklyn. And I moved Brooklyn. to Miami, Florida about six years ago. And I moved here to, to do an internship okay. at a church. And at that point, that season in my life, I was really searching and trying to figure out what was my purpose and oh. what did God have for me. And so I started off at this internship. And really a year into this internship, I think the leaders that I had the opportunity to be around really changed my life. I felt like mm. I had grown uh, exponentially in that year. And wow. just being under the leadership of Pastor Rich in D.C. completely yeah, shifted that. my life. And that year they announced that they were going to start a church called Blue Church. And I was like, I want to continue to be wherever they are. I want to serve them. I want to be a part of their ministry. And so I decided after my year internship to just moved to Miami full time and to be a part of whatever God had 
for Blue Church. And so I found a job in Miami and was really volunteering and and just serving the church and finding ways to serve my pastors. And I um, came on board full time probably a year after that. And I've been on staff full time at Blue Church for the past three years now. Um, And it has been an incredible experience I've had. And I love it. When you start a church, you kind of do everything. So I went from all kinds of things. I was on the worship team. I played the bass. I played the guitar. You play bass. I I do play bass. I play bass. That's my instrument. (laughs) Let's go. I haven't touched the bass in a little bit. I got to get back to it. But it was just fun, that season of life. We were all, we just all did everything that we could. And I think we learned so much about leadership. and, And now really I help to lead all of our small groups at our okay. church and really just our awesome. pastoral ministry and so it's been awesome. amazing really just to see the journey of our church and the journey of what god wow. is doing here in miami we've just seen amazing things happen in view church wow. so many people getting saved so wow. many people jesus for the first time and yeah. a lot of us maybe have grown up in church but then there's such a new thing where people are experiencing god for the very first time and wow. being able to shape people's experience with god um their new experience with god has been such a beautiful journey and a beautiful honor for us at Blue Church. So I love being a part of Blue Church. It's been wow. so incredible. It's been such an amazing journey. I'm learning every single day um, from some of the most incredible leaders that I've ever had the opportunity to encounter. So here we awesome. are. And now, and now we're an online church and now we're, we're figuring out how to do right? church online. So that's a, another thing that we're working through. <laughs> Listen, I love, I love Pastor Rich and uh, Pastor Don Cherie and just the leadership. Um, and the atmosphere and the culture that they create uh, for for people to just achieve and become the best uh, at what they do, even just from afar, just being a mentor of the, or mentee rather of them from afar, uh, just to see how they've been able to influence the church just globally is incredible. Yeah. Um, and I really believe that um, in two, to kind of two schools of thoughts. I believe that leaders, of course, are born, but I also believe that mm-hmm. leaders are made. I, I believe that you can, you can train a leader. You can disciple yeah. somebody. You can, you know, you have that Elisha, Elijah, Elijah, Elisha moment. Like you can mm-hmm. literally train somebody to pick up a mantle and train yeah. somebody to walk out their calling. Now, in that, I also feel as though the training of leadership kind of starts and dates way back. And so mm-hmm. I want to, I want us to take this way back. I want us to take this, you know, we're we're gonna get there. I want us to take let's this go. way back. And let's talk about that story. Let's talk about the the 15 year old minutia let's talk about the 13 year old and so let's talk about that transition uh into into like loving god and were you always in the church like let's let's get into that i love it i see some people from boot church on here logged on i got some friends on here which is awesome hey guys um what's up y'all thank you for joining us thank you for tuning in but yeah i grew up in church so i'm haitian that's my background okay haitian i grew up in a haitian church in brooklyn new york remsen church of god okay um and Jesus and mm. I don't think I had a full understanding of that but I think that a lot of the things that a lot of things that I was around mm-hmm. whether I knew it or not it was shaping me mm. um, because mm. as a teenager I felt like church was fun like we would hang out with our friends like it was it was just it was a social thing for me at the yeah. time so I was like all right yeah. all my friends go here and my parents are making me go here four times a week so we're gonna make the right all and services think, <laughs> listen if you've never been to a haitian church service they just last forever my goodness <laughs> now we got so many people from haiti in our Let's church so many people that are commenting right now <laughs> haiti in the building i love it but like growing up in that context was beautiful because i did get to witness so many people who were strong in their faith and people who prayed and people who worshiped and people yeah. who just who they were were yeah. an influence to me my and God. i think that 
although that I didn't, I wasn't all the way in and I didn't, you know, I wasn't fully like, all right, I want to be in full-time ministry as a teenager. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't want that. I didn't have that desire at all. Wow. I didn't even know that God was calling me at that age. I had no clue. Wow. And it was, it was not until I had this revelation. I was like, all right, so I'm in church and I believe that God has called me to, to do something. Like I, I just felt like there was more that I needed and that yeah. feeling that God was calling me to more allowed yeah. me to dig a little bit deeper. And wow. I made a decision to take my relationship with God seriously. I think as a teenager, I probably got saved a million and one time. You Come name on. a youth conference, I was like, oh Jesus, it's me, Lord. I need to get saved again. That's right. Like, I don't know if the last time stuck, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get saved <laughs> one more time. Yeah. But it was it was really just that that feeling, okay, I think God is calling me. Let me go a little bit deeper into yeah. what I'm sensing. And that desire to go deeper, different people in my life that was speaking into my life that was saying, Hey, like God is calling you, that is really what shaped who I was and wow. made me have a realization that just because you're in church doesn't mean that you're following Jesus and just because Come you're on. in church. Come doesn't on. mean Drop them bars. that you have it all together. And so it was, it was, it was a decision that I had to make that it was like, all right, it's not just my mom and my dad bringing me to church. I have to make a decision yeah. to actually follow God and to seek out what he has for me. And so wow. that was the journey that I was on as a teenager before I, I fully decided to commit my life to Jesus. Wow. Now I, I, I think my journey is, is quite, is quite similar in, in a way. My parents are pastors. And so, growing up in this pastoral home there's this expectation and i mean in the coming days we're going to talk about it but this expectation to perform and this yeah. expectation to literally just live out this life and you have to be perfect in front of everybody yeah and i feel like leadership is almost that exact opposite where you want to be able to mm. be as transparent as possible wow. uh, to the good. point whereby it's like people can look at your life and say because of how transparent like paul says you know, I, I glory in my weakness and, mm -hmm. and that whole concept of like, I'm going to show you who I am and I'm going to show you that you can make it out and I'm going to show you the way that I made it out of this. And I feel like in those moments, like specifically just for me, like my journey was like in the clubs, party from, like I was completely opposite of yeah. what my calling was. You know, I've yeah. been, I've been a lead pastor of our church for like six years now. And prior to that, I was completely just off the walls. And wow. I feel like there is literally just this moment. There's this encounter. Like there was this mm -hmm. moment yeah. where you you know that your life is not just for you. My dad always says this thing. He says that you know we don't live our we don't live life for ourselves. We live it for others. And mm -hmm. I think that that is like one of the the foundational uh, statements of leadership is to know that man. Like the decision that you're making has like so many people connected to it. Yes. Like when you were making that decision specifically to go deeper, did you see like what God was about to do? Did you see all the things that He wanted to do through you? I had no clue. Wow. I had no clue. I, I didn't even have the slightest clue. And even if someone told me, I don't think I would have believed it. Wow. Um, I really, I really didn't. Like for me, uh, after I'd made a decision, I started singing um, in a group. And even in that, even in that, that was like my first taste of actually being in ministry, like singing um, and, and going out to different churches and being a part of that. But even still then I was like, all right, I'm in the background. Like, I'll just, I'm gonna be, I'll do BGVs and, and that's what that's what I'm gonna do. And really I was okay with that. I was totally fine with that. And I remember a friend of mine came up to me. She said, Manushka, I had a dream that you, that you went to school for ministry. I was like, why would I ever do that? Like, I was wow. like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I, like, I don't wanna be in full-time ministry. Like, I have no desire to do full-time ministry. I just graduated from college. I paid all this money for this degree. I need to wow. be like, a real job. That's like What'd what you study I had in college? my mind. And say that again. What did you study in college? I studied hospitality. 
And okay. so my focus was food and beverage. And so I wanted wow. to get into the restaurant industry. I wanted Come to on. own a restaurant. Like my desire was to just like be in that hospitality world. And okay. little did I know God had something completely different for me. And wow. I really feel like God has given me things just like little by little where he's like, all right, I can entrust you with this. And now mm. that you've gotten out of that season, I can entrust you with that. And yeah. I really believe that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Like it, sometimes we can't even fathom what God Come has on. for us. But it's, it's just really been a journey of just obedience, just one step after another, wow. just saying, God, I'm going to be obedient to you. I don't know all that you have for me, but I'm going to trust yeah. in your plan. So yeah. I think it's been a step-by-step -step journey for me, um, just yeah, taking no. it one day at a time, walking with Jesus and saying, hey, I, yeah. I just commit myself to whatever you, you have for me. I love that. And I also love that you, like, you even study hospitality because it just shows that like the Lord even knows the desires of our hearts. Like you may yeah. not have been like serving people drinks, but you're serving people with spiritual Come drinks. On. Like you're, I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I feel like the Lord knows like the innermost mm -hmm. workings of our hearts. And yeah. like, he sees through from the beginning of times that mm -hmm. I'm going to put these desires in you. And I just need somebody wow. to come over you to shape these desires. Like you wanted to do this already, but then here mm -hmm. comes Pastor Rich and he's like, hey, you have this desire for hospitality, but I'm going to shift it so that you can come serve on. people of God. It's almost like a Peter moment, right? Where it's like, mm -hmm. you want to fish, but I'm going to make you fisher of men. And I feel like come when on, it comes preaching. to leadership, like that yeah. is like the foundational thing is to know yeah. that the skill set that you have already, God literally, he can use exactly what you have. Like you, you, yeah. whatever you have is exactly what he needs. I love my brother, Mike Todd says it all the time that, you know, all yeah. you have is what you need, is yeah. all you need. And literally the foundations in your spirit, in your heart is what God tugs on for your future. Wow. And I love that the journey, just the development of a leader and a development through that process. And I think um, a couple of years ago, you went through this process, I saw online, you went through this whole process and this testimony um, yeah. where the Lord, you know, took you through this valley, you know, yeah. and um, I, I want you to kind of talk about it a bit more. Yeah. So about two years ago, year 2018, it was the month of February. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually traveling. I was heading to Mexico for a friend's wedding wow. and um, we didn't even get to, I think we made it from the airport and we were driving to our Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that my life was getting ready to completely change because a friend Jesus. of mine, we got into a car accident. Um, wow. And it was just one of those moments where it didn't feel real. I think I was sleeping in the car at the time. We were in a van that was driving us to our, our, our hotel. And I just felt like an impact. But it was mm -hmm. one of those things where I was like, oh, this can't be real. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I think I was unconscious for a bit and I came to and I was like, okay, this is real. Like somebody was picking me up and carrying me out of this van and i remember being in more pain than i had ever felt in my life and wow. i was just shouting out and screaming for help and i'm in this country and i don't speak the language and i remember praying one prayer i was like god i don't want to die that's mm. like i think i had the only energy that i had was to pray that prayer and um i, I didn't even know how close to death i was at that time but wow um I remember getting into the ambulance and um, getting to the hospital and a, fr a few friends of ours who were already there had met us at the hospital. And I think probably the last thing I remember was saying, was somebody saying, hey, Manishka, uh, you ruptured your spleen. You're gonna have to go into emergency surgery. It's okay, you're fine. And so I immediately went into that surgery, but then when they went in, they realized that there were so many other things that were wrong in a lot of my internal organs that were damaged. And I ended up being in a coma for 10 days. What? And just fighting for my life. And um, when I woke up, I had no idea. I had woke up and I was so confused and I was agitated and I was 
unsure of what had happened and it just started uh the long journey of my recovery and even in the middle of my recovery i got back to miami and uh i had went to go do a checkup and they found out that i had a um my back was fractured and they had missed it um when, wow. when i was in mexico but they had missed it because everything they were trying to do was to save my life and i was in such fragile condition that they didn't even check to see if my other you know body parts were okay and so ended up having to get back surgery here in miami and it just restarted my recovery and and that was definitely one of the toughest seasons of my life but i think god was so present i think my community was so present i don't think i would have made it if it wasn't for the people praying i remember waking up and, pe and people was like so many people were praying for you and i truly believe that those prayers saved my life come on the support of my family the That's support so good. of my friends, people making sure that i wouldn't give up because it was a very discouraging season it was i couldn't do anything for my for months um I, my mom had to move to mm. miami and, and live with me to help take care of me and i i had friends who would be at my place around the clock to help me to cook and to help me to get up and, and to help me with everything. And so just to think about that season, it's just so crazy to think um, all that happened. But when I look back, God was so present. Yeah. Um, he was so near. And I can say that um, because of God, because of the people that he's placed in my life, that I can have a testimony and talk about it where um, I, I, I'm so conscious to the fact that this could have derailed my life. Like when you mm. go through trauma like this, it could do things to you. And I think God kept my mind. He kept my spirit. He kept all of that things that could have totally gone wrong. Um, mm. God really kept it. And I love it. I see people in the comments who were there. Carissa was there in Mexico. With wow. Stephanie was there in Mexico. Like all, I have some friends on here that are just, we just, even when we think about it, it's just, it's it's crazy to even think about it and it, it gets me emotional but it, it really does make me remember the goodness of god just knowing how close to death i was and i didn't pray this crazy long prayer i just said a few words god i don't want to die and he just heard my heart and he heard the prayers of the people and um i i have been able to to grow from this and I've, I've seen god take a season of pain and he's used it and he's put purpose on it and so wow. i love that god can take even our darkest and hardest moments in life and use it for his glory and i've witnessed him doing that and it, it's still a process and it, it's it's i'm still on a journey but mm. god's been with me every single step of the way and i'm so thankful so grateful wow well guys i want you to just thank god for her life in the comments man just go ahead and just literally just thank mm -hmm. god for her life she is a walking miracle you know and um it's it's incredible that god would just take us through this season and i'm grateful for your life and thank and you. i'm grateful for your leadership and for your heart for ministry and for your heart for the things of god but above all for your tenacity to bring to go through a season like that and still come out to be like you know what i almost died but god got glory out of it like i yeah. think that is crazy to think as as not just as a leader but i think a lot of people forget that leaders are humans like yeah. they they see their leaders like okay we see we see manu like leading worship and doing small group and leading this but we forget that that wow. leaders are humans and they yeah. are people first and the enemy will attack you will attack you at any point in time but it's your ability to stay steadfast through that whole process mm -hmm. and to kind of grow so um i mean if uh, we have a lot of people watching this live right now like if you could talk to somebody that's watching this live that's going through a, such a valley whether they're a leader whether they're just a regular person what would you tell them through the valley experience yeah i think during the valley experience it's so important to 
uh, make sure that you are not isolating because I think that's something that people mm. do a lot in mm. a low season or in a valley season yeah. where we tend yeah. to want to isolate and we tend to want to push people aside and we try to do yeah. it on our own. I think one thing that in a valley, make sure you surround yourself around people who love you. It doesn't have to Come be on. a million people, but just get, get a few people around you who can love you and who can pray you through because I remember feeling so discouraged and so disconnected to God in that season where I actually did not even have the words to say and I felt guilty because I'm like, man, I felt like I felt like I couldn't pray and I felt like I couldn't read my Bible. And I was talking to some people who I love and it's like, hey, we're here in this season to pray you through and to carry mm. you through. There's sometimes we don't have the strength to even do it on our own. My and God. it's other people who carry us. I think about that story where Aaron and Er was lifting up the hands. Yeah. It's free. It I got it. Oh, no problem. I had to fix it. But yeah, so it's like, there's people in some seasons that just have to lift up your hands where you feel like I don't have the strength to fight this battle on my own. I need people to lift up my hands. But then continuing to find moments to seek God. And it it, it may not be uh, two, three, four hours in prayer, but if you could just speak to God from the most honest of your heart um, in those seasons, I believe that God hears that. Um, he's not here to hear our eloquence or to, yeah. if we're speaking perfectly or... Like we can go to God as honestly as we can. So anybody that's in a valley right now, just find a way to get close to God. Put on worship music if you can't worship yeah. yourself. Get people to pray for you if you can't pray for yourself. But it's it's really about not giving up. I think yeah. the thing is like, let me not give up in this season. If I can keep on pushing, I may not be moving at the same speed that I normally move at, but at least putting one foot in front of the other like that's just progress i need to be making some kind of progress it may not be a whole lot but progress is progress and so come on valley, progress just, is progress wow stay close to god do, do whatever it. you can stay close to god stay close to people and 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 god will bring you through i love that you know and i love the fact that you alluded to aaron and her and and how they lifted the hands of moses in, yeah. in that moment um i think that i kind of want to reverse that a bit and kind of talk about uh, our ability to be faithful to hold the hands of men of God. I just want to kind of segue that as well. Like, yeah. you know, it's one thing for people to hold your hands up, but it's another thing for you to hold someone else's hand. You know what I mean? Someone yeah. else's hands up, especially when you feel as though like somebody should be holding my hands. Like, I don't need, yep. why am I holding your hands when you need to hold my hands? And I think this dilemma of leadership many times is that it should be about me when in actuality, mm -hmm. it's more about giving than it is about getting. And can we just like kind of segue into that? Like how have you been able to develop uh, one thing that I love about you is just your faithfulness. Like you're there. Like, you know, you don't need to talk to somebody long to kind of pick up where they're coming from. Yes. And the fact that you're just, you're there, like you're present, you're faithful, you're there supporting your pastors. Um, how do you, how do you stay faithful in moments where you're literally like, okay, I think it's my turn or, or kind of get over that selfish ambition in leadership? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And it's so important because like when you talk about leadership, I think the most important thing about leadership is how you follow yeah like there's lots of books that teach us how to lead and like how to you know like all right how to be the best leader and how to do this and how to do that but the way that you actually develop being the best leader is how do i become the best follower come on because ultimately all of us are called to be followers of jesus and so jesus. we we follow him as our leader and i think what we need to develop is that spirit of i'm a follower first yeah yeah. As the leader that I'm not, Jesus said it himself, like I didn't come to be served, I came to serve. And we just have come to on. take up that model of stripping away every single thing that may make us think that we deserve to be served. Yeah. Um, and shifting that narrative to, no, I need to serve other people. 
How do mm. I make sure other people are okay? How do I make wow. sure other people, like how do I set myself aside to make sure that somebody else is okay? And it's, it's not about thinking about myself, um, like I'm not less than, but I'm thinking about myself less. Like mm. it's less of me like, okay, what do I need? What do I need? No, no, what do other people need? And I think just having leaders who think that way has helped me okay. to, to, to be able to be that way. Wow. Having leaders who don't just say it, but prove it, that wow. prove, hey, no, I'm actually in this with you, that I'm actually on the journey with you, that I'm in it for people. We said one of our values at our church is people are our heart. Yeah. And the first thing is people for us. It's like, okay, how do we best serve people? How do I put myself aside? And so I think it is so important for us to know that even though we have the opportunity to lead people, even though we have the opportunity to, to shape people. My first, what I'm doing first is, is serving them. Mm. I'm serving the people that God has called me to lead. And when I have that mindset that I'm serving those people, then it's going to be much easier for me to lead them because I'm not expecting them just to do things for me. Hey, I need yeah. this because I'm a yeah. leader. But how, yeah. how can I serve you? What's going on in your life? How can I help mm. you? Mm. And God's going to serve your needs when you serve the needs of others, where you don't Go have ahead. to worry about, oh, will my needs get met? Yes, they will get met. Yeah, you faithful to to what God has called you to be. And so it does take intentionality to actually get into the mindset of not thinking that it's about you. It takes mm. accountability. It takes people around you that uh, is speaking into your life that doesn't allow us to get so puffed up that we think that it's all about us. Wow. Um, so I think it's so important. It's, and, and when those thoughts do come, we just got to bring it to the Father. When yeah. We do have thoughts that that make us feel like, well, it's my turn, or I need God should be using me in this way. We have to bring that to God. We shouldn't harbor those thoughts because we're human. Things like this will come up where you feel like, well, I deserve this, or God, why didn't you give me that, or why does this person get to do that? Okay, if I'm feeling that way, I need to talk to somebody about it. I need to bring that to God and say, hey, God, why do I feel this way? Why is this triggering me? This mm, what, mm. what when I feel this way, why is that? We have to start identifying our feelings so that wow. we can understand how to, to navigate through them so that we can get the right mind and the right thinking. It's all about renewing yeah. our mind and renewing our thinking. Like when those thoughts come, it's not about um, condemning, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I thought that I deserved this. Like, okay, no, mm. you thought it. Now bring it to God and see how wow. he can shift that so that you can wow. not begin to harbor resentment or harbor different things that make you feel like you deserve something and just trusting God's timing. I think that's just important for us as yeah. leaders. Yeah, no, that that's absolutely perfect. And I'm not going to hold you on a little, little too much longer, but I You're want good. you to kind of, I heard um, uh, Pastor Rich say something and I, I love it and I adopted it. He said that, you know, if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. Too small to lead. And, and, and I love that because it just shows the attention is more on servant leadership as mm -hmm. opposed to like, I'm going to coerce you to do something for me, you yeah. know, before transformational leadership, before like transactional leadership, mm -hmm. I literally just want to be able to serve you. And mm -hmm. like you said, like it, it's, it's our heart. And I think the heart of Jesus, and I know the heart of Jesus to be one that is, that is the least of you shall be the greatest of you. Like yeah. I'm going to, I'm literally going to wash your feet, you know, and I'm going to show you what it is to be a leader. And, and I love that. Uh, about your ministry about what you do so kind of let's let's shift this a bit into now like active ministry now and mm -hmm. and some of your roles and stuff you're taking on now in ministry um and how these principles that you've learned how they are applied like how do you yeah. apply this yeah i think that it's i love the different journeys that i've been in in our church in different roles in different positions i think all of it has shaped 
what I even do right now. I think when I started um, at church, one of the things that I did was leading our growth track, which is our, our small, um, which okay. is our, not as small groups, which is our discipleship course. Okay. And I think through that, I was just, I got to learn about people and I got to learn about teaching and I got to learn how to do different things. And, and then just now shifting in a place where we have over 170 small groups in our church. Wow. Um, it's, it's now figuring out, okay, how do I help develop these people? So I think like my focus is, all right, how do I develop people spiritually? How do I help develop them in ways that it's going to benefit uh, where yeah. they are in life? Like, what do I need to do to connect? And I think it's, it's just been so helpful, just the team that we have around us. I think just wow. the people just yeah. knowing, okay, what, what has God really called us to do? And I think even this quarantine is like kind of giving me a mindset of, okay, like, what is what is my purpose like yeah what what is god requiring us to do for the church at large like we're yeah. like I, i'm thinking about like heaven and eternity and thinking mm. about all these different things of okay i want to shape leaders where they actually can grow to a yeah. place where they can live out their purpose where it's not just about what we do in the here and now so it's i've been mm. thinking way past than just like what's happening right now but thinking mm. beyond that like okay what what does that mean for people's eternity like how do we shape uh -huh. people for their eternity and how do we help leaders to build um and grow in church where they can build and bring people along the journey the journey and i think that's the big thing it's like we want to be able to develop people so that they can develop other people so yeah. that they can do ministry so that they can and and so like my mindset has been like all right the people that i'm developing now is so that they can develop other people so that they can yeah. help people grow spiritually wow. and so that we can wow. get deeper in god so that we can move past just surface stuff and really begin to see the miracles begin to see the signs see the wonders all yeah. these things that the bible talks about is how can we get to that place you know and it's just really wow. navigating through how do we get there in ministry mm. um and i feel like god's just really been speaking even in this time of yeah. just us shifting and learning how to do things a different way and yeah. are we willing to go with the new like how can we shift and move like if we stayed where we were four weeks ago we would miss the curve and so it's all about okay being flexible it's all about being ready it's it's about i need to make sure that i can i don't want to be where god was i want to be where god is so I, i've got to yeah. shift i've got to move yeah. i've got to be prepared and we've yeah. got to make sure that the people that god has given us to lead and has given us the opportunity to steward that we're letting them shift that we're showing them that there's a shift and they can move to where god is going i love that and i love what you said in talking about shift as well and, and being where god is and I believe that God is closest to the sinners. I believe that God yeah. is, he's close to the broken. You know, he's, the Bible says he's close to the brokenhearted. How would you say you've developed like your ministry um, mantra or your model to be able to reach lost people? Because I feel like there's so many people on this live right now that's like, I found it difficult to reach out to my friends. The yeah. moment I came to Christ, it's like, they're like, you're the Christian guy. And it's like, yeah. you're too much now and you're doing way too much. Like, how have you been able to, if you know where God is, have you been able to kind of shift yeah. your approach in reaching those who don't know more about Jesus? I love that. I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, I really want to write more about how to help people win their friends to Jesus. Like, how do yeah. we do a better job at not just in the church, but then I, there's, there's so many people who don't know Jesus. How do we bring them to Jesus? And I think the first step is allowing people to know that God loves them in his form. Mm. I think before we even get into what we want what god wants them to do or any yeah. of that I think people their longing and their desire is to know that they're seen that they're heard and they're loved wow and i think we need to begin to show people that there's a god who's 
who sees them, wow. who knows them, who loves them. And I love that. If I can show you that, that God loves you exactly how you are. And I it's not that. about me trying to change people. What happens when you get closer to God is that you just, your desire is to change. The closer wow. I got to God, my desires begin to change. The things that I used to want to do, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore because I want to please wow. God's heart. And wow. so for us, it's not about changing people or trying to condemn, condemn them or judge them or whatever. But it's like, no, actually, the closer I bring you to God, the more you're going to actually want to change yourself. And so I think wow. for us, we just got to show people that there's a God who loves them. And I think wow. when they get that picture of God, that that idea of who God is, they want to run to that. Like, I want to run to mm. the Father because there's somebody yeah. who loves me and who is for me. And so I think that as we're thinking about bringing people to Jesus, we need to meet them right where they are. Like, some mm. pain points for people, like the people that you're connected to, the people that you love, like, meet wow. them right where they are, right in the middle wow. of their struggle. If I know I have a struggle wow. with this, I want to be able to speak into mm. that specifically and explain to them why God loves them. And, and so I think wow. we need to begin to just show people that there's a God who loves them. And that is what's going to lead people to repentance. His kindness leads people to repentance. And when, when we begin to see the kindness and the love of God, he takes care of the rest. God wants people to be saved more than we do. And so Come on. if we can just represent the love of God, um, we can begin to lead people to the truth and we can go on the journey with them. I can't expect somebody who's newly on the journey to get it in one second. So we just wow. have to be willing. We always say this all the time. I have to be willing to play the long game with people. Like I can't mm. expect my friend to change just because they met Jesus. I got to be okay with going on the journey with them and teaching them and helping them see a different light and see a new way before I can change their behavior if I, or wow. before I can change their actions. Wow. Let, let's talk about the long game a little bit right before we wrap yeah. up here. Um, have you been in a position like that? And, and if so, how did that pan out? How did you do the long game? Like, how do you do that? How can somebody apply that? Yeah, I, I love, I always say I'm relentless. Um, <laughs> when, when there's certain people like I've, I've done this thing. I remember there was this one season where this one person, I really felt like, all right, that I needed to continue. I knew they were going through something. They were kind of like MIA. And I put a, an alarm on my phone. I was like, I will text you every single day wow. until uh, we get somewhere until I can help you get out of this thing. And so I think playing the long game really just requires intentionality. And it's yeah. easy to kind of forget about people, but it's like creating practical reminders. Like, like I'm going to create a reminder on my phone, like, hey, I actually need to pray for this person today. Yeah. Or I need to call this person today. And just playing the long game with people has just been, hey, like, I'm just going to be there. Whether you believe in Jesus or not, I'm going to still send you a podcast or Come I'm on. still going to follow up with you. I'm still going to be connected to you. I'm still going to show you the love. We're still going to hang out. And it's it's all about being intentional with people and not forgetting about people. Our lives get really, really busy and it's easy to forget about people um, with everything that's going on. But it's like being intentional and especially like when God has laid somebody on your heart, it's making sure you're taking that burden and actually following through. It's like, all right, it may be years that I'm praying for you and it might be years that I'm reaching out to you, but I believe that we see fruit in that. And so I think yeah. there's just, I love hearing different stories of people who's like, yeah, I've been praying for that person for years. And finally, you know, they, they gave their life to Jesus. Finally, they showed up to church. And so it's just about staying consistent and like not giving up on people. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, I don't want to give up on my friends. I don't want to give yeah. up on people who haven't met Jesus. I don't want to just take no for an answer. I want to make sure that, um, that I'm continuing to be in people's lives, whether they made yeah. a decision to follow Jesus or not. I love that. And, and I think that what I call that, I call that the ones, the one strategy. 
and the ability for us to leave the 99 for the one and our ability to look at the 99 to say okay the 99 you guys are good but there's that one so i think everybody here leader or no leader uh come to that point where they have that one and they're saying i'm going to go after that one whatever the cost is and i think that that is that intentionality and so guys i want uh, you guys to write these manu just dropped some crazy gems <laughs> about leadership about following the lord about her life and her journey and how she got i mean this was a really rich conversation and uh and i know that a lot of people on this live were blessed hey uh, i would love you to just pray for people and and pray yeah. over everybody watching this life who would love that uh to just kind of walk the same walk come on let's pray God, we thank you so much just for allowing us to connect, Lord, even through technology, Father. And we're just so grateful that we can lean on you in every single season of our lives, God. Although what may be happening in our world may be chaotic, Father, we trust in your peace. God, we trust in your peace that surpasses all understanding. And God, I pray for people, Lord God, who are watching right now, Jesus, wherever they are, Lord God, I pray that you would meet them right where they are, God. I pray that you would speak clarity to those who need clarity, God. I pray that you would speak peace to those who need peace. God, we pray that you would be a present help, Lord God, in times yeah. of trouble, Lord God. Yeah. We are leaning on you, Lord God. You are everything that we could ever need, Lord. And we're praying, Lord God, that after this season, Lord God, that we will come out stronger, that we will come out better father that you would speak things to us that you would download things to us lord and we're so grateful father for what you're doing lord we thank you in your name we pray amen 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 well guys thank you so much for coming on money thank you so much i want to say i want to say thank you to you personally i think what you're leading and what you're doing is special and it's amazing i think just everything you're saying i think the the wisdom in you and the gift in you is so evident and um i I really believe that god's going to continue to do incredible things through your ministry and through you i believe so many more people are going to be blessed and i I can't wait to see all of that i can't wait to come to canada when this yo listen we have a spot for you already here we're ready we're ready for you we're ready for you already you know i got i got our our Haitian. i got our Haitian people getting the food ready like we good like we we good (laughs) but no seriously we got all the regions all of that all of that it's what you have going is is amazing and special and thank you for your knowledge your wisdom your leadership all of that i know that uh all the people that are part of your church are so blessed to have you as a pastor so thank you even for letting me come on here oh come on it's it's my honor it's my absolute honor and i really believe that um you you still also haven't seen anything yet too man and Mm -hmm. and um and a lot of stuff i guess we'll, we'll talk as we develop it but i feel like there is just so much in you that even your 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 where you are they also people are about to see the fruition of what god has planted in you because the seed that was planted in you was planted way before uh you even knew you wanted to get into ministry it was already there and i think that all these people that have been in your life have really just watered that seed and now is a time where god is really going to begin to just let this flower blossom and in this season expect way more ministry engagements because god is just going to literally spiral around the world because of your inspiration and because of who you are and your faithfulness. I was in prayer today and the Lord said, I said, God, what do you want me to say today? And he said that, you know, before you leave, tell Minushka that I've seen her faithfulness and I've seen how faithful she's been in standing and holding the hands of her leaders. And because she's been faithful in that, I am blessing her in a place she's never expected. And I'm going to open up great doors for her to come before great kings and queens. And so, I mean, you can mark this on the wall that the Lord is going to bring you before great men and women. And I'm excited to just have a front row seat in it and to just be a part of this ministry and to connect 
uh, to wow. say, hey, man, in, in, in five years time, in two years time, hey, I know her, you know, and, and I know uh, we had, we had a, you know, we had an Instagram live session, uh, but I just really strongly believe in your wow. ministry and, and, um, and I'm really, really, really committed to just making deposits and, and wow. also just being there as well wow. uh, for this journey. So guys, there you, you have it. The Thank you. Oh, wow. It is, it is my honor. It's my privilege. The Leadership Lab, this is our first session. You know what I mean? And hey, we're, we might have to have Manu back. I want her to get into some Brooklyn life. We're going to get into ooh, some... Ooh, we're going to get into life. Some, <laughs> Hey, I, I was in Brooklyn like uh, two months ago. I, was in, I drove through Brooklyn. I went to this, yeah. um, this Jamaican restaurant in Brooklyn. I forget the place. Um, oh, dang it. Um, I don't know the name too well. But I went to yeah. this place. Hey, listen, I enjoyed myself in Brooklyn. And, uh, and, and, and best place on earth. Huh? <laughs> and so we're coming back. I will be in Jersey for a revival next soon. So all our Brooklyn people awesome. definitely come on by. Uh, but hey, we're so grateful for you, for your ministry. And um, you. hopefully once it's all over, you'll be able to come over. I was actually yeah. meant to be there for VU conference this year. Um, yeah. But um, depending on how things go, I definitely yeah. still make my way out to Miami to see you guys as well. Perfect. I can't Alrighty. wait. We're going to make it's it gonna happen. It's going to be awesome. Definitely. Crown, Take care. Crown Heights, stand up. These comments are hilarious. Brooklyn people crack <laughs> me up. Yo, they're killing me right now. I'm going to have to watch this back. <laughs> Chloe's. Nobody goes to Chloe's. They, they, they're trying to guess the restaurant you went to. He did not go to Chloe's. Oh, no, no, no. no. Uh, what was the It was restaurant? probably Fisherman's Cove. It was probably some, like, I don't know. You'll, you'll, you'll text me and let me know. Listen, it was. it was the best Rasta pasta I ever had. Oh, Footprints. Was it Footprints? Footprints. That was the joint. That's, that's like five spot. minutes away from my house. Listen, that spot bangs. Anyway, Let's go. Yeah, that, that, was, that was awesome. I had a good time there. Let's uh, listen. It. Next time you're in Brooklyn, I'm in Brooklyn. Footprints on me. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, Joe. Thank we'll you talk so much. Take later. Care. Bye. Bye.